0: Open the door to the most powerful room in housing. Built for mortgage executives, real estate leaders, and the rising stars that drive innovation and progress, The Gathering will feature over 45 powerful speakers on stage in Scottsdale, Arizona from April 21st to 24th. Learn more and register now at housingwirethegathering.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Housing Wire's newest digital producer, Victoria Wickham, and this is The Daily Download. Today, we're sharing another crossover episode of What's Hot in Housing with Mortgage Marketing Radio's Jeff Zimfer. In today's episode, Housing Wire Editor-in-Chief Sarah Wheeler joins Zimfer to discuss forbearance reporting, housing inventory, and home prices. But before you listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions.
1: All right, welcome back to Mortgage Marketing Live, the number one source for modern mortgage originators to learn how to survive and thrive the digital real estate shift. So uh, I'm here today with my special guest, Sarah Wheeler, editor-in-chief of Housing Wire, And in a moment, we're gonna be revealing the truth about what's up with housing inventory and home prices and the general market at large. And I wanna welcome our very special guest, Sarah Wheeler. Sarah, Welcome. Hey.
0: Great to be here, Jeff. Really excited about talking about these things with your audience.
1: Yes. So, real quick, you are responsible for overseeing, as editor in chief, uh, with HousingWire. You oversee all aspects of the editorial content for Housing Wire, right?
0: That's correct. So that's our magazine and our uh, daily news that we do every day, as well as our premium content and our sponsor content.
1: Awesome. That is a that is a big job. You got a lot of content going on over there. <laughs> And uh, so, really appreciate you guys being here. This, for those of you who are watching, this might be your first time watching us. Uh, this is actually our first broadcast together uh, with Housing Wire, and it's a new partnership that we put together. So, twice a month, we're going to be doing What's Hot in Housing. So, you may have seen that little brand uh, that we promoted on social media. Here's what it looks like What's Hot in, hot in Housing. So, obviously, this week, this is what we're talking about, and uh, hopefully, you tune in to uh, future episodes. Okay. So, today, have I said it enough? What are we talking about? Forbearance, housing inventory, and home prices. Let's start with the truth about forbearance reporting. What's happening, our audience should know?
0: So, I do think that forbearance, we still see it going down, which is great. And so, we don't see a ton of uh, a flood of new people coming in. We you know we still have had the government incentives, um, but we really haven't seen the flood that many people pre- predicted. So actually, I mean, I think people are, are are generally encouraged by that. I think the problem with that is the extension of forbearance that we're seeing people ask for. Um, but we are still seeing some people make their payments while in forbearance. So they went ahead and it seems got forbearance just in case, but have held on to their jobs or their ability to pay. So generally speaking, I don't think that um, you know people are looking at the forbearance numbers and. Feeling like they're pretty good.
1: They are feeling like they're pretty good.
0: Yeah, except for I, I think the one the one thing that makes people uh, worried is the extension that people have asked for.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, the extension of forbearance would say that there are some of those people who are in big trouble. But you know, when we started this whole thing, we had some people predicting that twenty percent of homeowners or twenty percent of Fannie and Freddie uh, mortgages would go into forbearance, right. and we're down eight percent, something like that. And so um, that's it's not it's not rising to the level that people feared.
1: Yeah. And speaking of that number, we pulled that stat from earlier. So 43% of loans in forbearance are in an extension following the initial term. What is that saying though? Is that saying people aren't out of the, you know, the the tough situation yet with employment?
0: That's correct. I mean, we do have, you know, I I mean, you can get forbearance till the end of the year if you need it, of course. Mm -hmm. um, And then there are different payment plans, whether you can pay that back all at once, or you put that at the end of the loan or you, or you pay a new installment. So that's kind of, that's going to be tricky for people. If you're having a hard time uh, making your your payments now, if it's in a balloon payment at the at the end of this year, or if it's at the end of your loan term, it could be tricky then. But um, yeah, so I think the extension that is one the one part of the forbearance data that I think people are a little bit worried about, and yeah. I think it points to some people are in trouble for sure. Some people are going to need that. Um, we have seen a lot of uh, because people are in forbearance, they may not be paying their car payment, they may not be paying other consumer credit. Um, if you know so so it just depends what are, what are they going to prioritize as that comes
1: up yeah and the other issue to talk about though too is is reporting right uh, the truth about reporting and i was doing some research on this and um, you know the cares act section 4021 right what's known as the scarlet letter so um, what are you seeing that's actually happening even with people who are in forbearance? You, you, you there's something about notes in the credit report?
0: Yeah. so um, you know, a credit a credit agency, the credit agencies have been told that they can't they can't count this against you. So the next time you go to to get a loan, this can't you, your credit can't fall because of this. But there's always this note. that's what we've been told. there's always this note. if it's a Fannie and Freddie mortgage that you ask for forbearance so even though it's not reflected on your credit report your lenders going forward will be able to see that there's that note on there Mm. no one knows what that means is that does that they can't deny you the loan based on that but they could certainly you know price in the risk on that we think so um i think that's the really tricky part and it hasn't been um really outlined by uh the powers that be about what this looks like i mean yes Credit, credit reports can't do that. But what else does that mean? So yes,
1: yes, exactly. So I know uh, early on, we were giving people advice that if you don't need it, don't take it. Um, do you have any insights into, you know, that situation where people kind of abusing it? Were they saying, hey, I can take a, a hiatus from my mortgage payments because there's no impact? Uh, what's your thought on that?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that would be a terrible idea. Uh, I'm not a mortgage professional. I just I just uh, report on mortgage professionals, <laughs> but uh, from my perspective, everything we've heard from experts is do not take it if you don't need it. Um, and also with with home prices going up, which I know we're going to talk about, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, if you don't take it, it's possible you could refi and get, get it into a payment you can make, or it's possible you could sell. So I do think there's a lot of other things people can do besides forbearance.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, hey, real quick, we want to give a shout out to our people watching in the audience. Michael Stellar, what's up? <laughs> High five to you. Mr. Clayton Collins, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you tuning in from H uh, HousingWire HQ in Dallas. Appreciate you, man, and all the good work you guys are doing here. Um, Americans are resilient. Amen to that. You sure are. And by the way, for those that are watching or putting your comments in, hey, what are you experiencing out there with regards to forbearance? Is that coming up for you yet on any of these situations? Because I know I've heard from LOs out there that are doing refis, even purchases, um, that that's bubbled up on some credit reports. And so there's kind of different stories about what's really happening. And then, you know, we've even heard of lenders just automatically putting people in forbearance um, just because they call and ask. Well, that's a fun one. Uh, So anyways, let's do this. Speaking of um, pricing, uh, let's talk about what's going on with home prices because one would think that they're on fire.
0: Uh, They seem to be on fire. Yeah. So uh, we just just got a – we're writing up a report from NAR, the National Association of Realtors, that the median single-family home price rose – year over year in 96% of the metros that it measures um, in the second quarter. So, I mean, you're definitely seeing, um, you know, it's just lack of supply, lots of pent-up demand that's just going to raise your prices. So that's pretty incredible that even in a pandemic, we're having that kind of um, home price growth.
1: Yeah, for example, the data I pulled just before this was uh, existing home sales surged nearly 21% in June, the highest monthly gain on record ever. That's like mind blowing when you pause and think about that.
0: Well, and what we're seeing is that, um, that's causing, you know, what we're, we're, reporting on is that there are in the big metros. We know that people are trying to get out of some of those, especially if you can work from anywhere. Um, maybe you don't want to work in New York city. Maybe you don't want to work in San Francisco. And so we're seeing a flight out of San Francisco to Austin, uh, to Southern California and to, um, and to Salt Lake city. We'll have that uh, story up later today. Um, we're, specifically people are are leaving there for Manhattan. Of course, they, they've gone to the, you know, all around or, or anywhere in New York city, they've gone to the outlying places. They're also going to Florida, which is surprising to me given the state of Florida right now with COVID-19, but um, agents down there are reporting huge uh, numbers coming from New York city. I mean, traditionally, of course, you do have a lot of New Yorkers in Florida, but um, so we're seeing a lot of, a lot of flight out. And so in those places where there's not just a ton of uh, You know, inventory, you're seeing bidding wars like crazy. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, I'm here in Nevada. I left California almost (laughs) two years ago. (laughs) So it's funny to hear you say Southern California. But um, and I've got friends that are moving to Idaho and, yes, Texas and different places because I think everybody's just kind of over it and tired of it. And yeah, it's just another example of the COVID impact with the virtual workforce now becoming the new norm, right, and acceptable. Yeah, well, it's like yeah, and, we you know, we're,
0: so we're here in Texas. We're based in Texas, um, and Austin, which is about four hours from here, has seen a, a flight of you know Silicon Valley people there over the last five years. You know, it's a huge tech hub now, but especially now, we're hearing specifically about here's a uh, San Francisco company. Moving to um, Austin, and so Tesla just announced. You know their factory down there is going to have five thousand workers. That's not really your tech workers; that's more manufacturing. But um, it's it's really heating up a market that was already super hot.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, we got a couple comments coming in. Uh, I thank you. Uh, somebody mentioned two point seven months of inventory in in your county. What's your county per your MLS? Um, tell us where you are in the country. Um, somebody just pulled credit on a potential non occupant co borrower, three mortgages in forbearance. Ouch. Is that affecting them? I'd like to know that. Please tell us. Um, okay, so back to our data points. So, in terms of like the, we've got pricing, we've got all time low record rates, we've got housing prices increasing like crazy. You know, here's this stat that we talked about before, 42% of people who bought homes during the pandemic engaged in a bidding war. That's from January January to May. So, uh do you guys have any talking points around that as well?
0: Yeah, actually that's just gotten worse since May. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: we
0: actually Redfin just put out a report and um, it's now over 56% uh nationwide average for their things, but in some places like I said Salt Lake City, 75% of the properties that Redfin has on, on, you know, under their platform, had a bidding war 75%. So, I mean, that's just crazy. I, you know, that's gonna, again, that's, we're driving up home prices. And so if you are, if you are underwater, if you do need, you know, forbearance that you could sell your house, but then you're going to have to buy another house. That's like very expensive, you know? So it, from that perspective, I think it does, it's going to have a suppression effect Um, You know, you already have that with you have super low rates, and then you have you know housing prices going up. So if you sell, you know, next year, why would you sell next year? You know, you're going to have a higher rate probably at some point. And then the, the housing prices are going to be really high. So um, at some point, it's not going to be good. But uh, right now, it, housing prices are going up, and that just means bidding wars. We're also seeing a, you know, a ton of that in, in different, very local markets. So
1: Yeah, for sure. And by the way, shout out. I believe that's you, Emmett, uh, Emmett Dempsey, St. Lucie County, Florida. Shout out to you, man, for the 2.7 months of inventory in your county per your MLS. I know of counties where there's actually only a month of inventory. Um, And that's, that's tight. So 75% of of those transactions in Florida, I believe you said had had multiple bidding wars. Um, So that leads us to our next conversation, which is all about inventory. Um, What does the future like, when does this end? When does the insanity begin to subside a little bit? And I know it's a it's a function of, you know, uh, supply and demand, like where I lived in Orange County, supply and demand that kept prices elevated for, you know, a consistent period of time. But what can you tell uh, our viewers? What can we look forward to in maybe 2021 around this?
0: You know, honestly, I wish I had better news. Um, No no crystal ball. (laughs) No crystal ball. The truth is the housing stock is aging. And, um, you know, we Mm. just story on the fact that there's the difference between what your house is worth on the market and what the collateral is actually worth according to, you know, the appraisal contracts and, and what, they're, what they're looking at, the, their ratings. And, you know, so if you have housing that's, you know, in the 60s, you know, from the 60s or before and it's aging, it, it's going to be rough. At the same time, we don't, we haven't seen a huge uptick. We were hoping for some more uptick in builder, um, in, in some builder numbers. I'm not sure that's happening. We're, we're uh, looking into that. But um, I think 2021 I is going to continue to be really short inventory.
1: Which is only going to continue to fuel the existing fire that we have, right? Yep.
0: That's what I see.
1: Wow. Um, so I, I, whenever we talk about situations like this, considering our audience is largely mortgage professionals, maybe a couple of agents tuning in, um, you know, I'm always thinking about from the context of, uh, hey, there's Jeff Mass in Orange County. What's up, man? <laughs> Days on market in Orange County under six. Sorry, I got to see your comment here. Here we go. Let's put him in there. Uh, I can't see the end of that, uh, Jeff. Uh, under a million bucks is what is it? Six minutes, <laughs> six, six weeks. I assume it's not months. Maybe it's six days. Actually, that's probably what you're trying to say. Six days, under a million bucks, six days. Wow. That's crazy. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and, and so again, what I was trying to get to is like, so, so what do we do then? How do we respond to this as mortgage professionals and real estate professionals? How are you like Jeff, how are you helping your clients offers win? You know, I mean, if 75% of the folks in Florida, you know, or wherever, Uh, Salt Lake City, City, sorry, are are getting, you know, multiple bids. And we know what was that last stat I had right here? 42% of all buyers from January to May, right? Had, is that the right stat? No, had multiple bids, right? Right. No, that's the right
0: stat. And I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's even gotten worse. It's now over 56% um for july so july saw i mean june was bad and then july got worse
1: yeah uh, and so we're going to close out maybe with a few talking points on that but before we do let's give the listeners a chance to uh learn how can they get more from housing wire right let's tell our audience how they how they can subscribe um where should we send them housingwire.com
0: HousingWire.com. Most of our, um, you know, our daily news is um, not behind a paywall. You can find that all the time. Our independent newsrooms, turning that out. Uh, We have a premier membership program for premier content, HW plus you can find that uh, go, go to that. And we do longer form. And actually that's where we're about to publish the story about New York and uh, San Francisco, the exodus there. And then a story on mountain homes uh, communities and how hot those are. So pretty excited and we also have Logan Motoshami who's our lead analyst he does a lot of economic news on HW Plus yes. i think it's so worth it so definitely
1: yeah, yeah logan was on the show a couple of weeks ago i think blew my mind when it came to housing stats and data <laughs> and uh hey, hey.
0: a bunch of graphs he usually has yeah. a great graph oh yeah
1: it's it's graph overload if you <laughs> want it but a lot of us are data geeks in this industry uh, so that's a great place to, i definitely highly su- suggest you go subscribe to housing wire and all they have Because we need to be educated professionals if we're going to help navigate our clients uh, along this journey. And a quick shout out to you, Jeff Mass. Um, Jeff, you and I know each other. Obviously, I met you in Orange County way back. I'm wondering if you have my book yet or not. Because if not, because of your participation, here you go. Congratulations. You are the winner. Ah! Oh, yeah. So here you go. (laughs) Free copy of the book. All you need to do is get me your mailing address. Uh, Even though I'll probably be in Orange County next week. Hey, let's get together for coffee or something. But bottom line, give me your mailing address. We'll give you a free copy of the book just for tuning in. All right. So good topics today. Good, good content. Um, what would you say in terms of, um, you know, a, a, again, I'm always thinking about how do we prepare, right? How do we, pre- my question is this, how long can this last?
0: You know, I think, I think uh, we're going to see low mortgage rates. You know, people say all the way into 2021, perhaps this time next year. And and we expect them to keep going lower. So every week we have, you know, a, somebody assigned to be like, are we going to write up mortgage rates? Well, yeah, because every week they, they're, they're going lower, you know, for a lot of times, that's not something you need to report on. Now, we break it every every week, because they're just lower and lower. And, and I think that the big thing is going to be, how do you prepare to your point? How do you prepare people to do bidding wars? And then for longer term times, what we're seeing also is just appraisals, and especially ops people, um, super overloaded, so that, you know, gets into everybody's, um, you know, time to close. And And so I think you have to prepare buyers and all your partners for what does that look like?
1: Absolutely. That is that is probably the most important point right there. Prepare everybody in the transaction. Um, You're a real estate agent. Prepare your clients. You're a mortgage professional. Prepare your realtors to understand right the situation we're in with overcapacity and everybody's you know busting at the seams. So there are going to be issues and slowdowns. And then of course, ultimately, we need to prepare our clients. Uh, Let's just say they're you know making a purchase. They need to be, be get ready to make offers. Move fast. You know, like one of the best devices I got buying one of my first houses was like, don't get emotionally attached, (laughs) right? Because there's another house out there. And that's probably less true in this market, but... (laughs) But but if you're going to be
0: in a bidding war for the first five houses or six houses you do, you can't get too emotionally attached. It's going to be bad
1: it's kind of like vegas there you go all right just to bring it home for me it's like you know you're like what is that game roulette where you're laying down the chips on the multiple squares and one of those suckers are going to pay off that's what you hope Um, but it does help to work with a professional real estate agent and a professional you know mortgage uh, originator who can help represent your best interest who can help move your offer uh, to the top of the pile thanks jeff for letting us know great show today i appreciate that let's see uh somebody says we'll start doing reverse mortgages for everyone because rates will go backwards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now that's that's innovative right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get into the reverse mortgage business actually, because that's a s- such a big segment. But look at it, I read the stat earlier today that now millennials are expected to be what 50% of home buyers wow. moving forward. That's crazy. Anyway, so that's all the time we have for today, folks. If you enjoyed today's show, let us know. Just leave a comment below. If you're watching on the replay, just type in hashtag replay. We appreciate you. And remember to subscribe to HousingWire, housingwire.com. Go check them out. Get access to the great data so you can be informed and be educated and help your clients navigate along this path. And so Sarah Wheeler, Editor-in-Chief with HousingWire, thank you so much for our first
0: Great to be here. I love it
1: our first show today. And as I said, we're gonna be doing this twice a month. So basically every two weeks, folks, we're gonna bring you what's hot in housing. And if there are topics you want us to cover, hey, post it in the comments below. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, once again, Sarah, thank you for being here.
0: Thank you so much.
1: All right, everybody, take care. We're gonna go out on this.
0: with that it's a wrap on today's episode of the daily download like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and join us here again tomorrow